0: Today on Moody Presents with Mark Joan. how to know whether something in the spiritual realm is from God or the evil one.
1: Anytime that you expose yourself to false, spiritual, supernatural stuff, you are opening up your life and your spirit and your door to a spiritual realm that is extremely dangerous in your life.
0: Welcome to Moody Presents. Pastor Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm John Geiger asking, have you ever noticed that everything that has value in life has a fake equivalent? It's true. Money, expensive jewelry, and ID, they've all got fakes. It's the same in the spiritual realm as well. Well, today, Pastor Mark will share right from Scripture that we need to be on guard and develop a sharp sense of discernment when it comes to identifying what is of the light and what comes from the darkness so that you and I don't get tripped up in our walk with God. It involves testing. and You and I need to apply this truth to our lives. So let's get started right now with the first half of Testing the Spirit, part of our contrast series here on Moody Presents. And here's Pastor Mark.
1: Everybody knows that there are tests in life. How about it? Uh, we know about tests. My kids, as they completed high school, they did the ACT test. And they have to score. Basically, the ACT test is to see how much you learned during high school to see if colleges are going to give you grants or if they'll accept you. If they feel like you're a good student, then they test the knowledge to see if you're ready to go to the next level. Last week, when I was in Israel, I had to call and make sure that my credit card knew that I was out of the country. Because if you swipe something, they can close it down, thinking that someone's trying to trying to rob you. So I get on the I get on the phone, and they test you. They say, "Okay, what's your card number? What's your mother's maiden name? What's your favorite pet?" They give you all these tests to make sure it's to authenticate that you're the right person. They're testing to make sure you are who you say you are because there's a lot of false uh, impersonations out there. Uh, I went recently to renew my driver's license and I thought I was going to just show up there and have an eye test and then they would give me my new license. But when I showed up there, they said, Oh, by the way, you have to take your driver's test. And I don't know about you, but it's been a long time since I took a driver's test. So I'm like, oh, well, I wasn't really prepared. I know I've been driving for 25 years, but I'm not sure I remember all the rules. I may have made up a few rules in my own mind of speed limits and how they should go. So like, come on, don't look at me like you don't understand. You made up half the rules yourself, too. If we were to give you a test right now, don't tell me that some of you would be panicking a little bit. So I said, can you give me 10 minutes with the book? So I'm looking through the book and she says, if you miss any of the signs, you're done. I'm looking through the signs and making sure I know all that stuff. Thank God I passed. But the test was to make sure that I had knowledge to be able to have this little identification card that we call a driver's license that empowers us to be able to drive. It's a test verifying That we should be able to do what we're doing. In the spiritual world, it's the same way. We have to constantly be on guard. And what John is telling us is that there's a lot of fake things out there. That we have to be in a mode where we are testing things in the spiritual world to make sure that we know what spirit they come from. Uh, There's a big spiritual world out there. Not everything spiritual is from the Spirit of God. How about it? Uh, Just because it's spiritual doesn't mean that it's of the right spirit. Uh, There's a multiplicity of spirits that are out there. And some supernatural, uh, phenomenal things that occur aren't necessarily God's work. They are a spiritual work, but not necessarily the spirit of God work and so I'm going to begin reading here I'm really talking to you about living with spiritual discernment you shouldn't be surprised that we're called to test all things there are many people that are spiritually gullible when a child is easily deceived we say well they're, they're just a child they're not grown up so they're they're gullible that's why parents teach children hey when a stranger offers you a candy or says come in i lost my puppy in my car could you come in and look for it you say don't be gullible you 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 can't believe everyone that come not everybody that comes up to you is a nice person not everybody that offers you something should you take it and when we protect our children because we believe that they're still gullible they haven't develop the discerning skills as as mature people to discern between what is bad and what is good because they're still young. And John is talking to believers and he's telling them, you cannot live in spiritual immaturity in which you are spiritually gullible. You have to learn to discern what is of God and what is not of God. Uh, you have to learn to be able to tell the difference between the spirit of light and the spirit of darkness, or you also will be sucked in to destructive deceptions that could derail you spiritually. So all of us here, no matter if you're young in the Lord or older in the Lord, part of the challenge that you have and part of your obligation, if you're going to stay healthy in God, is that you have to consider consistently be testing the spirits we call that discernment and I'm going to begin reading in verse 1 of John chapter 4 verse 1 through 7 I'm reading out of the New International Version it says dear friends do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world This is how you recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. Verse 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them. So as I challenge you to live in discernment, I'm going to point out to you four things that are characteristic of people that live in a discerning way. Not everybody here is going to make it to the next decade spiritually. The Bible predicts that some will fall away. Jesus had 12, one fell away. There are forces in this world that we live in, people and influences that will try to derail you. Even as I speak today, some of you, and I don't know who or where or how, but some of you are being influenced by forces outside. It may be a relationship, it may be a teaching, it may be something in your life that is really working to derail you from your spiritual life, to take you off track, and it doesn't come in blatantly, it usually comes in very subtly. Because if deception comes in clearly, we recognize it. But when it comes in the back door, we are more susceptible. If the thief comes in the daytime knocking on the front door, we look through the window and he's got a dark mask and a name tag that says thief, then of course we don't let him in. But that's not how they usually come, they come subtly, they come when we don't expect them, they come where we're not looking, and that's how they enter into the household. And deception functions the same way. So John is talking to uh, these believers, and you can imagine this older, wrinkled, experienced Apostle John, who the Bible says he called himself the one that the Lord loved. He's Jesus' first cousin his mother, Salome, uh, sisters with Mary, he's lived a lot, all the other apostles have died by this time, he's still alive, he walked with Jesus, he's this older grandfather figure full of wisdom, full of the Spirit, has seen what other people haven't seen, he's walked with Jesus in a close way like many haven't seen, and he's writing to these believers and he says to them, dear friends, with that gravelly voice of an elderly person, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. I love that, dear friends, it's a it's a term of endearment. There's a tenderness there. He's not rebuking them, exhorting them. He's not chastising them. He's speaking them to them like a grandfather would speak to his young children. He says, beloved or dear friends, do not believe every spirit literally it means stop believing every spirit Uh, don't be gullible Uh, not every spiritual experience or every demonstration of spiritual power is from god Uh, there are historical accounts of people who've had visions and I know I grew up in Europe and there's places in Europe where they've set up shrines because someone had a vision of some angel or some spiritual being and they have a vision of it and people come from all over to touch the waters or kiss it or pray there and people ask me well pastor did that happen Or was it made up in their mind is it real is it of God and I'm gonna tell you this listen not every vision is a vision from God the Bible says that the angel that that Satan comes as an angel of light uh, sometimes to deceive and entrap us Paul said though an angel from heaven were to appear and preach to you a different gospel than what you've already learned then let that angel be accursed If you had some experience and you're in your room at night and an angel shows up to you, an angel of light, and you look around and pinch yourself and say, wow, I'm really having a vision. And this angel appears to you and says, you have been chosen. You say, me? Wow, I kind of knew I was already special. Feeds into your ego a little bit and says, you know what? There's a Christ and he lives three doors down and... He gives you some message, it would be easy to be swept into that because you had a supernatural experience, but here's what scripture says, not every supernatural experience comes from the spirit of light, it can come from the spirit of darkness as well.
0: We're going to pause just a moment here as we enjoy today's Moody Presents with Pastor Mark Job to say thank you for your generosity in helping us keep this program on the air. We really are listener-supported, and I suspect your life is somewhat supported by Christian radio as well. And if Moody Presents is a part of that, would you consider becoming a monthly partner with us? It's easy to do so at moodypresents.org, moodypresents.org. When you become a monthly partner, you're part of the team that shoulders the financial responsibilities that we have to face week after week, month after month. And beyond that, there's a benefit for you if you decide to give at a level of $30 a month or more. You'll then enjoy a 50% discount from the entire line of Moody Publishers products. That's books, Bible studies, devotionals, DVDs, stuff for the kids. The whole family will benefit from your 50% discount as long as you like, as often as you like when you're a Moody Presents monthly partner at $30 a month or more. Again, complete information at our website, moodypresents.org, moodypresents.org. Now, back to Pastor Mark.
1: Everything in the light is imitated by the darkness. Everything that God does is imitated by the other side. The kingdom of darkness, everything. There are people that are sucked into cults and false religions because they think that they're loved. They get involved in a group of people and people surround them and embrace them. and You're a part of us. And Why? Because in the kingdom of God there's love, so therefore it's going to be imitated in the kingdom of darkness. But it's usually more like control than it is authentic love. Every miracle that God did was always counterfeited somehow in the kingdom of darkness. Do you remember when Moses was called of God to set the people of Israel free? That everything that Moses did, the magicians, the sorcerers, imitated it the same way. Do you remember that? He threw his rod on the floor, turned into a snake. The, the, the sorcerer said, we know how to do that. And they did the same thing. Everything that's of God will be imitated in the darkness because that's how counterfeit works. If there is a dollar bill that has value, there will always be imitation of that dollar bill. If gold has value, there will always be false gold. If silver has val- value, there will always be false fake silver. In the kingdom of God, you have what's true, what's authentic, and you'll always have variations of imitations of what's authentic. And so what John is telling us is we need to be discerning people. We have to know what is true and what is not true. We have to discern between what is authentic and what is not authentic. A good example of this is, if you remember in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, the apostle Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel, and in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says, once when we were going to a place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future, a spirit of divination. She earned a great deal of money from her owners by, listen to this, fortune telling. This was a young slave girl whose owners had discovered that she had the power to predict the future. She was a psychic reader, but not some pseudo-psychic reader. She actually had the power to look into the future and to predict future things. People would come to her and she would have these spiritual experiences and have images of the future and she would speak about the future and tell them, foretell the future. And her reputation had grown and so her owners made a lot of profit off of selling her services of predicting the future to people that wanted them. Now you say, was it true? Yes, it was true. She had the power, the ability, the spirit of divination The ability to somehow look into the future and predict many of the things to come. And when the Apostle Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel, she followed them around. And she would say, these are men of God. They are preaching the way of salvation. They have the spirit of God in them. And day after day, she followed them, predicting that they were men of God. And finally, one day, the Bible says that Paul had had enough. And he turned to her and he said, Spirit, I tell you, come out of her. And immediately, that spirit of divination left this woman. And when the spirit left this woman, she lost her ability to predict the future. Her owners were upset that their money-making scheme was no longer profitable. And as a result of this, they had Paul and Silas arrested, beaten, and put in prison. Why? Sometimes you mess with the spiritual world, and it's not until it messes with their pocketbook that it gets dangerous. Now, some of us here would be gullible, and we would say, one time, going to someone like this, and I'm sure if you talk to this young slave girl and say, well, how do you predict the future? And she would say, well, God gives me the ability to predict the future. And we'd say, oh, God does, huh? Great. Well, could you put your hand on my head? And I'm really trying to figure out who I'm going to date next year. So, you know, you tell me. Is he good looking? Good money? Good money? Okay, I thought he was. And many of us are so gullible that when something like that would happen and someone was able to predict the future, we would be sucked into it and believe it. Why? Because it's supernatural. We can't explain it. And so we'd be gullible into thinking that if we can't explain it and it's supernatural, that's of God. And John is saying not everything... In the spirit world, even the supernatural things are of God. And we have to be discerning how they operate. Just because it worked one time for you doesn't mean that you should pursue it again because even things that work in the spiritual world sometimes work in order to enslave you to it. You say, well, I went to a psychic reader one time and no, 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 she was for real. You know, she did this card. she did this thing, she did this, you know, she had a picture of Jesus behind her too, you know. It was a, really, she, and, and a Bible in her room. Yeah, you think she's going to have a picture of Satan? Seriously. And some of us are so gullible that we get into it and we somehow think it's of God. And I'm going to tell you, anytime that you expose yourself to false spiritual supernatural stuff you are opening up your life and your spirit and your door to a negative influence and opening up the door a spiritual realm that is extremely dangerous in your life the bible says you have to walk in discernment know what is of god and what is not of god 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19 through 22 says, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to that which is, of, which is good and avoid every kind of evil. Here's what I want you to understand. Everything in life is spiritual. People are spiritual. Your friends are spiritual. Environments are spiritual. And you need to ask yourself, what is the spiritual environment that I'm in? What is the spiritual influence that I come under? The people in your life are spiritual beings. So therefore, those people have spiritual influence in their life. And sometimes someone has a negative spiritual influence in their life and they get around you. And it's through their friendship that you start to be influenced spiritually in a negative way. John goes on to say, But many false prophets had gone out into the world. This is not future. This is now. What is a false prophet? Don't picture in your mind some guy with long flowing robes and a long beard. No, 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 no. A false prophet is anyone that speaks on behalf of God. But a false prophet is someone that speaks on behalf of God but is teaching you heresy or or is teaching you things that really are not of God or distortions of God of the word of God. And John says, many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's why 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 says, but there were also false prophets among the people, as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who who bought them. Bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. He says, in essence, that there will always be false prophets teaching distortions of the truth that will seek to lead people astray from God and bring destruction both on themselves and on their hearers as well. Be attentive. Not everything that's on the radio, even Christian radio, is of God. Not every Christian television channel that you tune to is necessarily speaking the truth of God. There's a lot of heresy mixed in there. There's a lot of falseness mixed in there. Just because someone has a Bible doesn't mean they're of God. There's a lot of distortion. So we as people of God need to be smart and discerning about what we hear, what we listen to, and ask ourselves, does this match up with the Word? Then John goes on to tell us what is one of the big basis of understanding whether it's of God or not of God. So first of all, test all teaching and influence to discern the spiritual origin. If you're hanging around with someone and the more you hang out with that person, the more it seems like you're you're becoming confused or disoriented spiritually or it's having a bad influence on your life, no matter how much spiritual lingo they may have, you better be cautious because there may be a negative spiritual influence upon your life.
0: Thank you, Pastor Mark. We're certainly looking forward to part two of this message. Next week when we're together, we're going to pick up right away with our teaching on testing more characteristics of people who live in a discerning way. That's what I want to be. What about you? You know, Mark Job, our teacher, has a daily broadcast called Bold Steps. There's a link to it at our website, moodypresents.org. Also at our website, there are so many resources available right now that you can download. Plus, this month, our Habits of Growth resources even features a free book to help you with your daily walk. Look for that under the Resources tab at our website, moodypresents.org. Moodypresents.org. Maybe you've thought about attending the Moody Bible Institute or encouraging a a son, a daughter, a a grandchild to to go to Moody. Well, there's lots of information about our undergraduate and graduate programs right there at moodypresents.org. I encourage you to check that out, moodypresents.org. That'll do it for this week's edition of the program. I'm John Geiger thanking you for listening to Moody Presents, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.